Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Would you believe it? U.S. President Joe Biden is 81 years old today, and he doesn't look a day over 80. But as he limbers up for his 2024 re-election campaign, many in his own party are starting to say the best gift might be retirement. A five-alarm fire, a cardiac case in need of a defibrillator, a slow march into the sea to drown. That is how 2024 is being described by Democratic strategists who are worried Joe Biden can't do what he did in 2020. The issue? A steady stream of awkward gaffes and confused blunders, which have left many wondering, is Joe Biden, the oldest president the US has ever had, past it. It is noteworthy that the percentage of women who register to vote and cast a ballot is consistently higher than the percentage of the men who do so. End of quote. Repeat the line. Women are not without electoral... With just under a year until the US presidential election, remember they like to drag these things out, would ditching Biden for someone who doesn't have a birthday cake overflowing with candles be a better opponent against Trump? You're listening to Stories of Our Times, from The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Luke Jones. Today, should Joe Biden step aside? I'm Ben Hoyle. I'm the foreign editor for The Sunday Times. Before that, I spent six years in the United States as West Coast Bureau Chief for The Times, during which I covered both the election of Donald Trump and the election of Joe Biden. Just the, does the prospect of them both going head to head again, a rerun of that, terrify you? It is slightly horrifying. And I, I think the vast majority of Americans feel the same as far as polling mm. goes. We know that people don't want these two candidates, but that's who it looks like we're going to get. Yeah. So just over a week ago, this is at the Arlington National Cemetery, and it's a wreath laying ceremony at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier on Veterans Day. And Joe Biden is there and he's standing next to a wreath, which is on a sort of stand next to a man in his in his full uniform. Just explain what happens, Ben. So Biden turns away from the wreath and then 
turns back and wanders towards the man in the uniform who points him back in the direction that he's just come from. And he takes his place in a line of other uniformed people, but looking really quite disorientated as he rejoins the Guard of Honor there. And what makes that scene so awkward is that there's so many people surrounding them still with flags, with instruments, looking all solemn, and he's there in the middle looking a bit confused. I mean, is that just another thing which people have capitalised on? There's almost sort of fatigue in terms of these things are happening so often with Biden and there have been numerous stumbles and we had the, the verbal gaffes. We've got news. Rashid Sanuk is now the prime minister. As my brother would say, go figure. These have painted a picture of a president who's sometimes perhaps too tired to fully execute every aspect of his public duties. Mm. And it's really led to some frustration among Democrats, that a, a sense that the White House team around Biden is trying to kind of perhaps understandably keep him away from the fray uh, quite a lot. And so there's a lot of concern as to how he'll actually cope when he's let loose on a, on a mm. full campaign for the presidency. There was that famous incident last year, September 2022, where he was asking where a, a certain congresswoman was in the crowd. And I want to thank all of you here, for including bipartisan elected officials like Representative Governor, Senator Braun, Senator Booker, Representative Jackie, are you here? Where's Jackie? I didn't think she was, she was going to be here to help make this a reality. And it turns out she's actually someone who died in a car crash in northern Indiana a month earlier. That one ended up being quite a, a meme talking point. I mean, how do you describe it? It just all fed into this long developing narrative of Biden simply being too old for the job that he's in. And all the polling shows us that a broad spectrum of Americans, whether they hugely disapprove of Joe Biden or, or really like him, think that he's far too old to be doing the job and certainly far too old to be applying for it for a second time. Hmm. And he has had in the past incidents where he's fallen over. There was a time at an Air Force Academy graduation where he stumbled and someone had to reach down and, and, and help him up. President Joe Biden there leaving the stage, uh, trips and falls on the stage. You can see there uh, pointing to potentially a sandbag on the stage or something uh, holding up the teleprompter, but you can see people... Helping. More recently, at a speech that he gave to some car workers in Illinois, someone in the crowd fell over. You okay? <laughs> I want the press to know that wasn't me. So even he's become aware of this button now. I mean, I think he's obviously been aware of it the whole time. I think it's probably fair to say that he bristled at suggestions he was too old for a very long time, and it used to visibly sort of irritate him. And now, perhaps things have got so bad that he's going the other way. He's leaning into it, trying to make a joke out of his age, and that he's relaxed with that. We're a year out from the presidential election now. So the, the clock is ticking. And when we look at the current state of the polls, how does it look for Joe Biden considering this issue he's got? The country has soured on Joe Biden. There's just not another way to put it. According 
to our latest CNN poll conducted by SSRS, a national poll. UCBS News polling shows him trailing former President Donald Trump in a hypothetical rematch in some key states. And according to a recent Associated Press and ORC poll, 77% of the public think he is too old to be effective for four more years. The polling looks really terrible for Biden at the moment. There's been a series of polls in recent weeks that make very bleak reading for them in terms of the vast majority of voters don't want to see Biden running. The majority of Democrats want to see more candidates to choose from than just a coronation of Biden. Mm. The vast majority of voters think that Biden is too old for the job. Whether or not Biden has the stamina and sharpness to serve effectively as president, only 25% of poll respondents say that he does have the stamina. 74% say no. And I know you're a history. And a couple of recent surveys have shown that in swing states, which will decide the election, states which Biden beat Trump in to claim the presidency three years ago, Trump is now ahead of Biden in really quite alarming numbers. These are the six battleground states that we all sort of think will decide the 2024 election. And with the Times polled all of them, and I mean, you can see in five of the six, they have Donald Trump ahead, including by a double-digit margin. In Obviously, there's lots of factors at play that go into pushing someone to vote for one candidate or the other. But in one of those polls you mentioned, where it had Trump ahead of Biden in five of the crucial swing states... Also in there, it found that 71% of voters thought Biden was too old to be an effective president. Why is the age thing, as illustrated by some of the many gaffes that we've been talking about, why is that seemingly so big a factor at play in how people think about whether they vote for him or not? I think there's a few factors here. That, so the overwhelming thing with the age thing is you can't avoid it. It's on television all the time. And because of the way that Biden presents himself in public, it's just often a problem. It's a nagging thing. Even if you're a big Biden supporter, you watch his public appearances and he looks and sounds his age and there's no getting away from that. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Secondarily, it's something he can't change. Everything else about his candidacy, there are things he can do about it. Age is non-negotiable. He's, he's just getting older. It's also specific to the circumstances in which he was elected. Because he was already a very old man uh, when he ran for the presidency last time, he indicated pretty strongly that he would be a bridge to the next generation of Democrat leaders. Look, I view myself as a bridge not as anything else. There's an entire generation of leaders you saw stand behind me. They are the future of this country. He essentially sold himself to voters as a one-term president who would then bring you know, wisdom and experience to bear, steady the country after an incredibly turbulent and polarizing four years under Donald Trump, and then hand on the baton to somebody younger than him. And by deciding to run for a second time, many Democrats feel that Biden has sort of reneged on that promise. Mm. But he's also, he's now running as a, a candidate that's four years older than he was last time when he ran as someone who was promising to just do, be a one-term president. Yeah. You say I'm ancient. I say I'm wise. 
He said, I'm over the hill. Don Lemon would say, that's a man of his prime. The age thing has, it has layers of complexity to it. The White House will try and sell it as, you know, age is wisdom, age is experience. The world is a uniquely dangerous place at the moment. We need somebody with Joe Biden's unique perspective on both international affairs and his many decades in Congress, which have enabled him to pass effective legislation, even in a deeply divided Congress. Is the concern about age or is it as some have characterized these gaffes as senility because that they're two different things you can have someone who is 95 and who is whip sharp but is the suggestion here that it's not just about his age but just he's clearly struggling with things as well i think it depends how you view biden whether if you view him through extremely hostile partisan eyes then he's senile and a disgrace to the office if you view him through a prism of you know support perhaps even concern you might just say he's too old to be doing it to the maximum of his abilities mm. and it's easy to imagine that he could run into medical difficulties in a second term if you're a democrat the nightmare scenario is if biden were to have you know really any kind of medical episode in the two or three months leading up to the presidential election next year, then it would be very difficult for them to make the argument that he was still the right man for the job. Yeah. You said that this had gone from not just behind closed doors mumblings amongst Democrats to people actually voicing this out in public. What, what kind of Democrats, what kind of people are we talking about? Well, it's a growing spectrum of opinion formers and politicians and party insiders. We've had lots of columnists in the United States making the case for why Biden should essentially abdicate. I haven't gone anywhere in the country. I haven't talked to any group of people where this issue of whether President Biden should run again hasn't been a, a centerpiece of conversation. And I thought that it was time to, to, to raise that question. When it comes to Joe Biden, people say, man, he's too old to run, isn't he? I mean, he's not going to he's not really going to run every discussion. When I say every discussion, I don't mean 99 percent of the discussions, every discussion. But the one that's got the most attention is David Axelrod, who was Barack Obama's chief strategist and is now one of the most prominent Democrat pundits in the United States. And he tweeted a couple of weeks ago that Biden should really think hard about whether running for a second term was the best thing for him and the best thing for America. I have nothing but good things to say. But uh, as I've said for like a couple of years now, the issue is not uh, for him is is not uh political, it's actuarial. And you can see that in this poll. I mean, there's just a lot of concern about the age issue. And that is something that I think he needs to uh, ponder. Just do a check and say, is this the right thing to do? If Biden ends up running and losing, losing to Donald Trump, then that will be his defining political legacy. Mm. It will outshine every accomplishment that he's notched up in office, he will be remembered as the Democrat president that let Trump back into office, as opposed to being remembered as the Democrat president who vanquished Trump yeah. the first time around. Where's the case for the defense? So the case for the defense, which the White House has been starting to try to make, is it's far too early to panic that at this stage of Obama's presidency, there was similar anxiety in Democrat ranks and 
that Obama was well behind Mitt Romney, the likely Republican nominee at that point, and he Obama went on to win that election convincingly. Their case is also that the problem that Biden has is just that Americans haven't yet really had the chance to understand what Biden has achieved in office and that they've now got a year to go out and sell that to the American people and that the numbers, particularly the economic statistics, are all trending in the right direction for Biden to make that case that after a very difficult first two years in office, America has surging economic growth. It's got some historically good job creation numbers and inflation is coming under control and that it'll take a while for Americans to really feel that. And it's kind of incredible how much lobbying is being done on this question as well. Jim Messina, who was a, a former Obama advisor like David Axelrod, even putting together a 24-slide deck to send round prominent Democrats to sort of make the case for Biden and why he should stay. One of the other things that's a complicating factor is that if there were no other credible Democrat contenders waiting in the wings, then I think Biden's case for staying on would be much stronger. But the Democratic Party is doing far better than Joe Biden is in terms of what the polling tells us. So the problem that the public has seems to be specifically a problem with Joe Biden. So there are some really potentially really strong alternative presidential candidates waiting in the wings who a lot of pundits and political insiders think would be really effective opponents against Donald Trump or against anyone else that the Republicans put up. And crucially, these people are much younger than Biden and they're dynamic and they've got, you know, proven track records in their own states. And they are the young next generation of leaders that Biden hinted he was going to pass the torch to four years ago. Coming up, fantasy politics for some of those complaining Democrats. What if Joe Biden decides to call it quits? Or imagine one of these would-be challengers actually pulls their finger out and steps up. Is it too late in the election cycle? That's in a moment. We were discussing the issues with Joe Biden and his age and his performance on the public stage and how there's lots of concern amongst some Democrats that he's passed it and he needs to move on. And we were talking about the various noises off who were saying yes or no to that proposition. If one of these new faces of the Democratic Party were to try and oust Biden or even take his place, at this point in the cycle, we're 12 months out, is there the mechanism for them to be able to do that? Is it possible at this late stage in terms of how American elections work? There's the mechanism for them to do it, but I think it's almost impossible to imagine that any of them would risk their careers by doing it. So mm. at the moment, we have one serious Democratic politician running against Joe Biden, which is Dean Phillips, who's a congressman from Minnesota. But nobody thinks that he'll mount any kind of a genuinely credible challenge to to Biden in the primaries. I've never even heard of him. No, he's, he's very low profile. You've also got Marianne Williamson, who's a self-help author who ran four years ago. She's not going to do anything either. 
But we do have a whole bunch of governors in particular, notably the governor of California, Gavin Newsom, the governor of Michigan, Gretchen Whitmer, uh, the governor of Illinois, Jay Pritzker, and various other potential Democratic candidates, all of whom would be potentially ready to mount an election challenge to the Republicans now if Biden were to step aside, but none of whom want to jeopardize the chance of running for the White House in the future by taking Biden on now, losing, and then being blamed for denting the aura around the president. Yeah. And in terms of how that would actually happen, we have the primary system as well. Is it not the case that some of those have already closed to applicants, whatever the word is? Yes. So the the maths gets interesting that every state has a, a primary contest or in some cases a caucus contest. And you have to register a certain time in advance. Each state that you win gives you a different number of votes effectively to win the candidacy for your party. Yes. I think it's already the case that some of the state's deadlines for nominating have closed, but there are still enough votes out there with the states that remain for a candidate to grab the decisive hall that they would need. Mm. But once we get past Christmas, the nominating deadlines for so many of the states will have closed that there would be no way that anyone could earn enough votes to claim the candidacy. Yeah. To zoom out to the big picture, if there are concerns about Biden because he's 80, 81 today on his birthday, Trump himself is also, he's no spring chicken either. No, that's absolutely right. I mean, he's 77 and not a man who looks to have lived the healthiest lifestyle, although he doesn't drink and he does play golf. The age gap between them is you know, only, I think it's three years. And mm. Trump himself has started to make similar mistakes to Biden on the campaign trail. He's recently confused President Xi of China with the leader of North Korea. Kim Jong-un leads 1.4 billion people. And there's no doubt about who the boss is. Wrongly has said that Hungary shares a border with Russia. I think he said that more than once. Viktor Orban, did anybody ever hear of Viktor Orban? He's the head of Hungary. Hungary fronts on both Ukraine and Russia. He's also starting to get mocked by the other Republicans running against him for not being quite as sharp as he was, using a baseball metaphor. Mm. Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, said that This is a different Donald Trump than 2015 and 16. Um, Lost the zip on his fastball. And Trump has notably stopped taking digs at Biden's age. He's saying age isn't his problem, it's incompetence. He's the most, uh, just the most absolute, he's the worst president in the history of our country. He's the most, he's grossly incompetent. For any other candidate running against Biden, it would be the obvious attack to go for his age. Trump can't do that. So years ago when I was in the States reporting on the Hillary versus Trump election in 2016, I remember talking to one of President Bush's former chief of staff, Andrew Card, who said to me that he couldn't do the job that he had done 10 years earlier. And so he couldn't begin to understand how Trump or Clinton, who were both then I think in their late 60s or very early 70s, could possibly be contemplating the demands of the presidency. 
we're now way beyond that with the age that both Trump and Biden will be next year. And that comment always kind of haunts me. Mm. What do you think, Ben, when we look at this election in one of the biggest democracies in the world, a country which constantly professes to be the greatest in the world, that these are the two that are being served up? What does it say about the country's political state and clearly its lack of ability to regenerate, evolve, that what it's spat out or looking like it's going to spit out as presidential candidates are two very, very old men who neither side seem to like very much. So I think it's it's a product of the particular moment we're at in American history and specifically the uniquely polarizing candidacy of Donald Trump. So Trump has a completely devoted base, which makes him almost impossible for any other Republican candidate to beat. But it also makes him very beatable for almost any Democrat because Trump alienates so many people who are independent swing voters, essentially. But at the same time, Trump is such a terrifying prospect to somebody like Joe Biden, who has grown up with a belief in you know the rule of law and democratic institutions, etc., that Biden feels that he has a sort of sacred duty to keep Trump out of office. And he's so scared of what Trump represents for America's future that he doesn't have the confidence to hand on to anybody else. This is certainly the impression that he gives for fear that he would then look like the person who handed Trump the opportunity to get back into office. Mm. Perhaps that's being charitable to Biden and saying that it's not Biden's ego and selfishness that's persuading him to run again. Are there commentators on the fringes of this bemoaning the fact and being frustrated that this is what the country gets? Surely the country deserves more. So we've arrived at the situation that we've ended up in, in that both American parties are in a predicament where they look like they're going to be saddled with a really unpopular candidate, like the one candidate who looks likely to lose to the other guy, but they don't seem to be able to do anything about it. And Karl Rove, who was George W. Bush's sort of chief political brain for such a long time, and is still an astute commentator on American politics, he put it very simply when he said that basically whichever party manages to dump the unpopular old guy is, is going to win. It's time for a generational shift. And I think the party that figures that out has the upper hand for next year. The Democrats have a big bench. They could pick a lot of people off that bench and and easily claim a, a victory next year. The Republicans have a big bench. They could, If they claim anybody except the old guy, it's the 78-year-old, I think they're going to have the upper hand next year. And it's true that probably any of these younger Democrats would have a great chance of beating Trump but Trump is ahead of Biden on the polls. And similarly, almost any of the Republicans who are still left in the race, possibly even DeSantis, but certainly Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor and member of the Trump administration, she would be a a really compelling contrast to Biden on the debate stage. She would have a great chance of beating Biden, uh, but at the moment, it doesn't look like they can get her over the line as, as the nominee. So finally, Ben, Lord knows what Donald Trump's going to do, but thinking about Joe Biden and his predicament on his 81st birthday as he sees all of this commentary that's going on about his position, his age, his abilities, is there any sense that a decision from him 
one way or the other might be coming soon that might surprise us? All the indications suggest that that Biden is running. And he's said he's running. Everyone expects him to run. I think he's only going to pull out if there's some private consideration that we don't know about. Mm. He's always been very guided by what his family say. I think the understanding is, has always been that it would be those closest to him, his, particularly his wife Jill, his sister Valerie, they would be the ones who could change his mind. This time last year, there was a lot of speculation about whether Jill Biden really supported the idea of her husband running for a second term. Last year, it was going into Thanksgiving and the Biden family gathering in Nantucket that Biden had, had said he was going to you know, talk about whether to run for a second term with his family. There is some faint possibility that perhaps Biden might make some kind of surprising decision or at least at least debate with his family what he might do around the dinner table at Thanksgiving later this week. This has been Stories of Our Times, brought to you thanks to subscribers of The Times and The Sunday Times. I'm Luke Jones. My guest today was Ben Hoyle, foreign editor of The Sunday Times. It is a whole year till the US election, but hold on to your hats. The race and the Times and Sunday Times coverage is well underway. If you're a subscriber, it is all there waiting for you on the Times website. The producer today was Edward Drummond. The executive producer was Fiona Leach. And sound design was by Hannah Varrell. Stories of our times at thetimes.co.uk is our email for comments, story ideas and Biden birthday greetings. Goodbye. Goodbye.